Have you ever defended somebody, and then you find out the person you're defending is a fucking asshole? That shit happened to me twice this week. Wow, that was abrupt. Okay. All right, folks, welcome back to the Ninja Warrior podcast for Tuesday, February 16th. And uh, all right, as you can tell, we're already having some technical difficulties because I just spent like an hour and a half trying to fade that fucking song out. And my software just gave me the finger. It was like, nope, no working today. So anyway, I am your host, Greg Hernandez, and I am here as always with the lovely Amy Janelle. Hi, Amy. Hi there. All right. So I had to, I have to start off with a couple of retractions. I was telling you before we got started that I went back and I listened to uh, show number 32 and number 36, I believe it was. Uh, and I talked a lot of shit about Ray Fisher. Ray Fisher, of course, being uh, cyborg from Justice League, and he he basically filed a lot. Uh, um, he basically started a lot of controversy with his allegations against Joss Whedon for abuse and um, basically creating a toxic work environment. I think I remember having a conversation with you about that. You were we were calling him a little, you know what? Because mm-hmm. he was complaining. I was like, "Eh, shut up and take your paycheck." Yeah, um, I had that. I had that uh, point of view until this week, <laughs> when everybody, fucking everybody, from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel came out and said, "Yeah, Joss is a gaping dickhole." That um, that happened. <laughs> and okay, so it started with Charisma Carpenter, who played Cordelia Chase on Buffy and Angel. Uh, season four, I believe it was, uh, she got pregnant and they had this whole, you know, the, the, the whole season was focusing on her. She got pregnant. They had to rewrite the season, uh, you know, to around her, her pregnancy. And she just publicly released a statement talking about the shit she had to go through. Uh, first of which was when she told Josh she was pregnant, his question was, so are you going to keep it? That's kind of a dick move that. Yeah. As a dude, you never ask that question. That's fucking stupid. And then he just harassed the shit out of her, calling her fat and, you know, like I'm kind of making fat jokes, joking that she was going to get fired and things like that. And he ended up terrorizing the shit out of her. Sounds like my (laughs) ex-husband. And so (laughs) she left the show. She did not come back for season five. I think she did one episode in season five. Like that was it just to kind of write her character off. And that was in 97, 99, like roughly around that time. And she's never spoken about it again. I've, I've actually met her, you know, and she's the, one of the sweetest, nicest people you'll ever meet. And so anyway, she releases a statement basically saying, yeah, Joss is a dick. And she just details everything that she got put through because of Joss Whedon. Well, then uh, Amber Benson, who played Tara on the show, came out and she said, yeah, working on Buffy was really fucking toxic. And there was there was one part where um, 
Amber Benson's character gets killed off. And then a season later, they were doing an episode where all these people that had been killed off came back as like visions, like ghosts, you know? Yeah. And uh, Amber Benson didn't want to do it. She said, no, I, she, she refused, adamantly refused. And the reason she gave was that I don't want my character being looked at like that. I'm starting to wonder now if she was just like, no, fuck Joss Whedon. Because what happened was when the characters came back, they were all evil versions of themselves. Hmm. And she, you know, she defended her character and said, no, I don't want my character being looked at like that. And I'm starting to wonder, like, was it, no, I don't want to work with Joss again. Like, fuck that. I did my time. I broke out of Shawshank. I'm done. I'm gone. And um, Sarah Michelle Gellar came out and she said, I love that my name is, is, you know, associated with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. um, But I hate the fact that my name is associated with Joss Whedon. David Boreanaz came out and he, he didn't say he didn't confirm anything, but he basically said, I support charisma and Amber and, you know, everyone who spoke, uh, spoke out against him. Eliza Dushku, who played Faith, she went, yep, that happened. Yeah, everyone's, this is the, uh, the Buffy Me Too movement. This is, I, so many people have come out. I'm actually, it seems like a reunion. It actually, I'm going like, dude, this many people didn't come out for the fucking 20 year reunion show. There was a reunion show? Well, excuse me, not reunion show, reunion photo shoot. Entertainment Weekly did a reunion photo shoot and like a shit ton of people came back. Um, Nicholas Brendan, who played Xander, he spoke out about it. Like uh, uh, James Marsters played Spike. He went, yeah, I support him. You even have people like Amy Acker and uh, Anthony Stewart Head who came out and they said, you know what? I didn't have any issues with Joss. He was perfectly professional. But... Yeah, I support everybody who who's speaking out against him. So, so is it just the cast of Buffy and Angel that are com- coming out? Or yeah, it- yeah, it's everybody from from Buffy and Angel. So like nobody, nobody from Firefly, nobody from Agents of Shield, none of the Avengers have come out. Um, here was the one that. Well, I mean, we could we'll give it some time. Yeah, we'll give it a little more time on this one. But here's the one that fucked me up. Here's the one that I my skin started to crawl again. I've messed. I've met Joss Whedon. Super nice guy. And I've read a lot of, you know, interviews he's done where, you know, he supports various women's charities and, and equal rights charities and things like that. So I I thought, okay, this is this is a good dude. This is a decent guy. And there was just something about him and Ray Fisher that those personalities just didn't co- didn't click. And it was just like, yeah, if one person doesn't like you out of the hundreds of people you know, well, there's something about that person that you two just don't get along. But now when an entire cast of people that you've worked with came out and said, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an asshole. I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, where there's some smoke, there's some fire. But again, here's the one that made my skin crawl was Michelle Trachtenberg, who played uh, Dawn. She played Buffy's little sister. Michelle Trachtenberg was like 13 when she did the show and she came out recently and said, yeah, there was a rule on set that Joss Whedon was not allowed in a room alone with me. Uh, you know, as a mom of teenagers that, right. Sorry. I puked a little bit that. Okay. So 
This is just a couple hours ago. Okay, so Amy, our research department, has pulled up a, an article from De uh, Deadline that says Justice League's Ray Fisher slams much-accused Joss Whedon, Warner Brothers execs. Again. Again. Yeah, but read this one. This one's better. Okay, let me see. Ray Fisher says Joss Whedon and DC Films haven't sued him because they know I'm telling the truth. Um, I don't know how a non-disclosure agreement works, <laughs> but they can, they can sue him for breaching his NDA. They, they can, but he's not talking about anything. The, and the, usually the non-disclosure agreements are about talking about the franchise and talking about the plots and the script and all the things that has to do with that. But if you come out, and unless it's specifically specified in the contract, you can't tell anybody if I touch you inappropriately or I harass you sexually or I say something nasty to you. So that which uh, which according to Law and Order SVU that that does not stand up. <laughs> you you can't cover up a, a felony with a, a non disclosure non disclosure agreement. Um, that's the extent of my legal knowledge is it, Law and Order yeah, SVU. It, it yeah, nullifies the agreement. Right. Um, he, okay, so here's why I had a pro. Here's why I, I believed Ray Fisher. Well, number one, Joss Whedon never said anything. Joss Whedon never said anything publicly. Last right? summer or, an e or at all either way. about at all about anything that happened on Justice League. He has not said a word. It's Ray Fisher who is who's been the most public about this. And then when Warner Brothers launched an investigation, he basically encouraged everybody to to not cooperate with the investigation until another uh, third party investigation uh, investigation had been launched. And I went, wait, bro, like an investigation's currently going on and you're encouraging people to not cooperate. Because uh, it, it is. Do you want to go to jail? Because that's how you go to jail. But he was again. So, so help me out with this. Um, he's a, he's expressly telling them not to cooperate with this investigation, but he wants a third party to investigate and they'll cooperate with them. Isn't that the same thing? Wouldn't that be the same thing? He who? Ray I'm Fisher. Now. Ray Fisher. He's telling people to not cooperate he, with an Ray investigation. Ray Fisher told people not to cooperate with the Warner Brothers investigation. He told them that he wanted a third party to come in and investigate and for everyone to, to cooperate with a third party. That just, to me, that just screams like conspiracy. Like he thinks that maybe the Warner's people are tainted and or... You know, someone's on the, what is that? What is that? On the take. Right. So it could very, eh, 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 eh. See, and there was just a lot about Either this a, that didn't sound. If they get attorneys and they, you know, do the whole, like, you know, they do a, like a class action and yeah, it would be litigation and they go and everybody pulls their, their resources and they go and start a new investigation. But it would be like, he's like you said, it would be third party, which means it would be like a PI of sorts investigating the whole situation which i don't know man yeah and that was the part that was just kind of it seemed kind of shady to me was okay so you're going to violate your nda you are going to claim all of this happened but then when there's an investigation you're going to encourage people not to cooperate with the investigation see that that's where it, that's where it seemed really shady and that's kind of where i took joss's side but now that almost the entire cast of Buffy and Angel have come out and said, they've either said, yeah, Joss is a fucking dick, or they've basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, yeah, I could see it. Well, I mean, let me, 
let me come at it from this angle because I don't follow news and anything that's controversial. I always kind of shy away from long story. We'll get to that later, but uh, he's really involved in women's charity. Most of the women are the ones that are saying that he's a dick and he's, he, he harassed me, whatever, whether he was touching people or not, even if you verbally say something that's still sexual harassment. And that's really, really common unfortunately in the industry tv right, and film right. because we've we've learned that over the last year or so year or so oof man i've been i've been learning i'm just talking about been, well that's that well yeah me too movement was not that was well over a year ago the me too movement that happened like i want to say five or six years ago was it was that long I thought it still feels relatively recent and research is going back into it <laughs> <laughs> no that does it does still feel really recent uh, I made a joke on Facebook. I said, wow, I, I haven't seen a guy who didn't force women to watch him masturbate getting this much shit because we remember the Louis C.K. shit and how, how, oh, God, how that dude went down in flames. You know, Louis C.K. came across as this kind of just schlubby, really nice, you know, dude. And then you find out that he's a giant scumbag. So that, yeah, but that all seems really recent. Well, so it got... The, the hashtag Me Too movement went viral in 2017, but I guess the oh, girl geez. who created it, um, she started the movement back in 2006. Uh, her name's Tarana Burke. Okay, so that was, I mean, it, it, it went viral four years ago. Yeah, so it's but been... But it still feels really It's been recent. four years since it's been, like, basically mainstream, right. where it's literally a thing where people use it in, in common slang. Like, it's right, just right. like people say Google. Um, but... I forgot what I was going to say about that. Oh, so like the whole it's it sucks that women have to go through that in the industry that like you if you want to be an actress or if you want to be, a, you know, a crew member in any capacity, you're going to have to face those douches. They're they're not obviously there's not, not a lot of them now as there were like in the beginning of, t of all this stuff. But there's always going to be that guy that's like, oh, I can operate a camera better than you because I have a penis and you have, you know tits and you're supposed to be somewhere else doing something else go get in the kitchen make me a sandwich that type of shit there's still those those guys that think that way and i feel like because of a lot of the people from the buffy and angel um team i feel like they're coming out saying it no one's coming right out and saying that anything was um gender motivated i guess is the is that I, I'm no, not... no, you're right. you're on the right track. And see, that's and that's kind of what. So you didn't watch Buffy and Angel. No, and... I wasn't into that stuff when I was. A, when but I... you were into Charmed. Yeah, but that's because it came on in the morning before school. <laughs> well, no, the, and my no, sister no, watched I, I it. think that's funny just because Buffy, Buffy and Charmed is the new version of, or the newer version of. There's Elvis people and there's Beatles people. You could be you could be a Beatles fan and like Elvis. Or you could be an Elvis fan and like the Beatles, but nobody likes them both. And that's how I've seen Buffy and, and Charmed fans. Yeah. And that's and that's funny that I was a giant Buffy fan, you were a giant Charmed fan. I've just never been a fan of vampire stuff, period. I just noticed that I, that's never been something that I've been interested in. Like, I like the monsters and the, you know, the fantasy, the fairies right, and right. that type of stuff. And magical things, Harry Potter, a cauldron, like that. All of that kind of stuff, I'm really super into it. But when it comes to vampires, it just never was like, oh my gosh, a show about vampires. And I never watched True Blood. I never saw Vampire Diaries. I Well, the thing with Buffy also was that it was very... 
from the outside, it was very empowering to women. Okay. Going yeah. back 20 years when I became a fan, Joss said his idea of Buffy was, hey, you know that pretty blonde girl that gets killed in every horror movie ever? Well, what if that, what if that girl turned around and kicked the monster's ass? That was the whole premise for Buffy. Yeah. And it was very, if you if you're just watching the show, was very uh, female empowering. Um, it, to my knowledge, Buffy was the first time on national TV where you had a girl on girl kiss. Yeah, we had oh, a, I remember that. And that you was, had, yeah, and you that was had, all over the news when that happened. Yeah, that was Willow and Tara, and it was it was it was done in an actual. Just hit the microphone with that Pepsi again. That's fine. Did I do that? I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, guys. Um, she punched the microphone. Um, but no, there was. Joss said from the beginning he had there was Xander and there was Willow. And he knew from the beginning he was going to make one of those characters gay, but he just didn't know which one. And then he has Willow in this relationship with Oz. Oz played by Seth Green. Seth Green informs uh, Joss, "Hey, when this when my contract comes up, I'm you know going to go do other things." And I think Seth Green did pretty well for himself. That was a good call. And uh, yeah, he's he's amazing. He's I'm all over the place. Super impressed with that kid. Another one, well, I, g- old man. Yeah, the guy's like <laughs> my age, this kid. Um, but no, I've met Seth Green too. Super nice guy. Super funny as shit. Fucking hilarious in, in person. But um, so Seth Green informs him like, hey, I you know I'm not going to renew my contract, and that kind of flipped the coin for Joss. Like, oh, I guess we're going to make Willow gay, and then she gets in this relationship with Tara, and it was. It was the first time I'd ever seen a lesbian relationship done on national TV. Mm-hmm. And it was really well done. Like you, I won't spoil it for you or anybody that hasn't watched Buffy yet, but up until one, up until a certain point, neither of these characters was unlikable. And so again, that's why I started to love Joss's work because like he was very forward thinking. Again, you didn't see. Wait a minute. Usually, usually you don't give a shit about spoilers on your show. You're saying that like like you're gonna force me to sit down and what? I said that wrong. I don't mean force like I don't want to. I'm. How kind many of shows interested. have I got you into that you're like, oh, that was really good. See, so yeah, Buffy's gonna be one. They of were them. all new things, with the exception of of Firefly. That everything else was new stuff, right? Relatively new. Rookie's been on for three years. Yeah, but that's it's new compared to like Orville, Buffy. Orville or- has been on for two years. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm. They're currently I'm on five. Fire... I'm five years or less late on every trend okay. in my life. That's, all right. That's all right. That's fair. We, that's, that's always fair. how we play. We'll, we'll, yeah. But um. <laughs> so anyway, oh no, I've already told you, the the Willow and and Tara breakup. Yeah. Up until that point, neither one of them actually, even after that point, neither one of those characters was unlikable. They were both like they were both very sympathetic in what was going on, and again, that's why I love Joss's work because he was very forward thinking. You know, you never saw that on TV before then. And then to find out like 20 years later, this is, this goes back to, for me, the Bill Cosby thing. I love Bill Cosby, his oh, yeah. stand up. And, mm-hmm. and then you find out he's fucking drugging and raping women. And you're like, the fuck? Like, do I have a brain tumor? Like, is that? Yeah. It's really weird when it's somebody that you're like super digging. Like I, I'm trying to think of some, I think honestly, Cosby's the only one where I was like, what? No, I think I was still in denial for a while, but then they're like, oh, and we're going to lock him up. Like, oh, well, so I, you know what? If I, if I remember correctly, I took the same stance on Bill Cosby. I went, no, this fucking guy has been doing this shit for 40 years. 
one woman complained about him. No, this is somebody looking for attention. And then another woman and another woman. And then when the number hit like 37, I went, holy shit. Which is why, which is why I was pissed off when I heard about the whole Johnny Depp thing, because it was just one woman and everyone was blowing it out of proportion and like, oh my God, Johnny Depp's a wife beater, blah, blah, blah. And then, and it's like, he's, he's been in several relationships in the public eye, but this one chick comes out and says that he did all this stuff and Disney drops him. Like, I've noticed, I, I've noticed that as soon as one allegation is made, anybody you're in business with has to, they have to save face. Well, it's, they have it's, a, to, it's a risk. Like, do right. I want to, do I want people to see that I'm okay with certain behaviors? I mean, that's obviously why they had those cookie cutters for, um, for anybody who decided to go work on any of the kid Disney shows like they had to act they had to sing they had to dance and they couldn't have any kind of scandal in their life and the second something happened boom we're done with you like freaking Miley Cyrus they were the there was a big huge controversy when she posed semi-nude for stuff there was nothing showing it was literally her bare back and I think she was like 16 or 17 and they were like oh we're not gonna do Hannah Montana anymore sorry you suck well, I see, and now it's because that was a table. That was fine. Uh, <laughs> now, folks, I, okay. Oh, in all I'm fairness, not... my table is a little closer than than it normally is, so we're all readjusting. Anyway, uh, well, she just licked the. I didn't mean to. I was pretending to do yeah. it, and I accidentally did it on purpose. Yeah, she was she was pantomiming licking the windscreen on the microphone, and she'll <laughs> never do that again. <laughs> But um, going back to go and I'm just waiting for somebody to call me like a misogynist or something because, oh, well, you didn't you didn't believe the first person. Well, no, I never believe the first person, especially with somebody whose career has gone on for decades. Uh, and here's why. And I'll explain why. Chris Hardwick. Let's look at Chris Hardwick. OK, Hardwick being um, a, a, one of my favorites. Stand-up, TV show host, podcaster. I mean, I, clearly, you know, uh, Hardwick is, is, I'm a fan of his. But then one of his old girlfriends releases this giant public statement that says that he physically and emotionally abused her. And I went, it's another one. This is Chris Hardwick. He just, he's that nerdy, he's that lovable nerdy guy. Must be the name. <laughs> it's that, he's that lovable nerdy guy that, oh my God. Sorry, if, you're guys, if your name is Chris and you're a nice guy, I really apologize, but every Chris I've encountered, I think there's maybe like one guy named Chris. You have really bad luck with guys named Chris. You I really do. I do. Yeah. I really do. Um, but it was, again, Hardwick is just that lovable nerdy guy that I'm like, how does this guy hurt a fly like that? That no. And I see this giant social media backlash. And my comment was, hold on, calm down. Let's see what happens. And oh my God, I was, I was labeled as a, as a woman hater. And I was hated as a, uh, I was touted as a fucking misogynist and a chauvinist because I didn't believe her story. And I went, this is an ex-girlfriend. I had an ex-girlfriend accuse me of fucking abusing her. And I went, the fuck? Like, when did that ever happen? So my take is, all right, let's see what happens. And if other women start coming out and saying, yeah, 
Hardwick fucking abused me. Okay, well then, where there's smoke, there's fire. And then one woman's like, he's a rapist. And I went, really? Has, has he been charged? Has he been convicted? No, then he's not a rapist. Right now, he's a shitty boyfriend. That That's it. And God knows there's nothing illegal about being a shitty boyfriend. And, but, okay, and then there's a big investigation. AMC fired him. Fucking the Nerdist fired him. Like, he lost everything. And then there's this investigation. And, fuck, what was... I can't remember what the ex's name was. But she refused to participate in the investigation. Refused. And I went, hold on, wait a second. Why do you refuse to participate in the investigation? And of course I had, again, now I'm being called a chauvinist and I'm, now I'm being called a, a misogynist. And, and well, when you're abused, you don't want to relive that trauma. Then, then why'd she make a public statement? This, they had been broken up for like six or seven years. He's been married for three years at this point. If you don't want to relive the trauma, why do you make a public statement? See, and this is, a lot of that didn't, and again, I'm not an expert with, you know, survivors of sexual abuse or anything like that, but why do you make it public if you don't want to relive that? Because once you make it public, now your phone's ringing off the hook. Your fucking emails are blowing up. Everyone wants to find out what's going on. And in the end, Chris Hardwick was, you know, he was found to be innocent. And so the same, the same thought process happened here with the Ray Fisher thing. Like, okay, one person came out against Joss Whedon. Doesn't mean anything happened. Okay, and then, like I said, the entire cast of Buffy and Angel, I'm like, uh, okay, there's, there's some smoke here. <laughs> <laughs> when a dozen people all of a sudden come out and call you an asshole, you're probably an asshole. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why I got really sad when I found out about uh, J.K. Rowling's stupid tweets. So I'm like, really? Really? And then, and I'll just use that as a segue, people that I admire in the limelight, and then they they tweet something stupid, and then I'm like, okay, okay, maybe they're just having a bad moment. Like, um, I'm going to segue this into our next topic, right. but I had, let's see. Oh, I forgot who I was going to say. Oh, so I, I followed Alyssa Milano for the longest time because right. I watched her on Charmed and I love her as a person, not a person, as a person. I love her, her character, right. her, her, not. You love the character. You love no, the no, public no, persona. No, no, I lo- yeah, her public persona. Yeah. But after she had kids, um, she got really political. She's got her own podcast and she just like will run her mouth. Obviously she's anti-Trump, all that stuff. I had to stop it. It was a it was a combination of her and a couple of other th- other reasons, but one of the reasons was I couldn't listen I couldn't read her stuff anymore because it was like, why do you have to why do you have to get on your platform and spread negativity? Like I get it that we're gonna bitch about something because we need to get it our, off our chest, but when you when you say stuff about people and then it's just constant negativity and then people hate on your tweet. And then it just like perpetuates all that negativity and hate. And then she spews back at the people who tell her she's this or that. And I was like, okay, I can't, I can't. I liked her a lot. And I just like, I'm going to have to admire her from afar. So I feel bad for that whole situation. But at the same time, it makes me, it makes me wonder why I like these people 
and then they end up being like the I don't know if it's a matter of like they're they're just that stupid or if it's a matter of like they're just so passionate and they have to let the world oh, know so, because no. I mean I'm, social media has made us all stupid. It really has. Social media has made us stupid. And I've tracked it back to this. I, I've posted this on social media a couple times because I think it's funny. Look at all of the social media. Look at look at the progression. First, we had Facebook because I want to see what my well, friends we, are doing. Hold we, on. Hold on. We didn't have Facebook first, though. I know we didn't, but it started with Facebook. Okay. Because before that, we had no idea what the fuck we were doing with MySpace and Friendster and all that shit. We had no idea what we were doing. What's, what's Friendster? Friendster was a prehistoric MySpace. What? Yeah, there was, again, it was, this is, yeah. But Facebook, so let's start with Facebook, because that's where this shit started. Why were we on Facebook? Because we wanted to follow our friends, and we wanted to see, follow their lives, and we wanted to see what they were doing, we wanted people to follow us, and we wanted to follow our favorite celebrities. Then came Twitter. Why did Twitter get invented? Because we still want to follow all those people, but, but I don't want to read more than 120 characters. That, no. Okay, so, then we came out with Instagram. I want to follow you, but I don't want to read anything. Just show me pictures. And then after that, we got, well, Vine and all those are gone now, but let's go with Instagram. Not Instagram, um, Snapchat. Just, you know what? I don't mind looking at pictures, but I can only pay attention for 10 seconds at a time. Stop. And you start to see the progression of us just getting dumber and dumber based on social media. And now there's, of course, there's fucking TikTok, which is... You follow me for 10 seconds, but now I'm going to add background music. You know what? Now I don't have to do anything because I'll just play somebody else's fucking audio track while I lip sync over it. That's fucking to see. And it's just a progression that we're just getting dumber. It's the movie Idiocracy. It, it's playing out in front of us. But Idiocracy was supposed to take place over 500 years. And this happened in the last like five or six. So, yeah, no, social media has definitely made us dumber. Five or six. No, Facebook started, Facebook got really popular in 2010. Okay, so it's been 10 years. 11, 11 years. It's been 11 years. I just junior college shit out of that one. Sorry. Um, that's, yeah, it's that's, been a, that's a whole junior high kid. Yeah. Right there. But again, that's, yeah, that's, if you follow the progression of social media, you can track how dumb we're getting. And I, I think that all your, I was listening to this pro wrestler. Bully Ray, who said, if you're going to have a social media, work your social media. Don't let your social media work you. And I think that's what happened. Of course, you know, we're talking about Gina Carano. For anybody who wasn't following this, sorry, I guess we should have we done were, some Yeah, we were intro. working up we were working to get up it to that, that. But just, so you know. So Gina Carano is the, the next one that I fucking defended for the last, like, four months. Yeah, I was on that same, I was on that same bandwagon, I defended too. this she, bitch. It she started, just kept opening her mouth. She just kept tweeting. And it's like, whoa, okay, Donald Trump Jr. Jr. When you, well, no, what it was, it started with the pronouns one. And because, you know, there's people who on their social media, well, they put their pronouns. Right. Wh and what it, pronouns they identify I thought it, by. I thought it was her being naive and make, cracking a, a stupid joke that was like, okay, well, maybe that was a little offensive. But then I, it see, was, I didn't see it as offensive because, okay, for those of you who didn't see the tweet, it she basically said my pronouns are beep bop boop which is a star wars joke it's a fucking star wars joke because she's on a she's part of the well not anymore <laughs> they took <laughs> don't, her. don't don't bury the lead here on this one but okay <laughs> you know who else makes star wars jokes all the time and people fucking love him mark hamill 
He, I follow him on yeah, Twitter. and you know he what? He makes Star Wars jokes all the fucking time. But he is such an OG that nobody questions him when he says anything that's against right. the grain. And the thing is, if you follow Mark Hamill, he's fucking political as shit, too. He is. I do follow he him, He really actually. is. But it's fucking Mark Hamill. And you can't dislike Mark Hamill. It's impossible. It's like disliking Santa Claus. You know, I, I follow a handful of celebrities, and I don't really... I just... I, I deleted the app from my phone because I was trying to do a social media cleanse and I stopped worrying about Twitter because I was like, uh, every time I download the app and then I start scrolling through Twitter, I just get angry. So I didn't want to be angry, but I still get emails every once in a while. The only reason I ever go to my mobile web from the email is if Mark Hamill, I get a notification for Mark Hamill, um, or, oh, Ryan Reynolds, of course, because hilarity always ensues with him. Um, or Hugh Jackman because of the feud between Hugh Jackman and, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds. Right. of course. So those three smart ass, controversial asshole men, all three of them that nobody touches any of them. And they, they say stuff that's political all the fucking time and nobody attacks them. And maybe, maybe I this do, is hold a feminist. On, hold on. I, I do love, hold on. I do love the fact that you said these three men are very political. Only one of them's American. Hugh Jackman's Australian, Ryan Reynolds is fucking Canadian. Oh my god! <laughs> well, maybe that's why nobody go, I mean, nobody ats them. Yeah, yeah, like okay. I but, mean, there's a, there's a lot of people that still like, oh, we love our country. Don't talk shit. Which okay, but going back to going back to Gina Carano, I fucking defended her on again. I think it was show number thirty eight. I said it was a fucking joke, folks. Calm down. And when I and when I I guess when I said it's a joke, Gina said, "Hold my beer." Cause this bitch went nuts. How and, many more tweets was in there? Like two oh my or god, three? let's see. There was the, there was the pronouns one. Um, there was another one that, and they got progressively worse. Did she delete them all? Oh, she's deleted them. Yeah, they're gone. But the next one that people lost their shit about was it was a picture of somebody with two masks on. And she said, "Meanwhile, in California," which again can still possibly fall into the category of joke. It's an insensitive joke, but it's a joke nonetheless. Okay. Anthony Jeselnik makes a uh, domestic violence joke and people laugh their ass off. Gina Carano says something about, you know, wearing masks in California and people are pissed. And I'm like, it's a fucking joke, folks. Come like she made a joke, not a big deal. And then she went into Nazis and I went, you're on your own. I, I can't help you here. I, I tried. Jews were beaten in the streets, not by Nazi soldiers, but by their neighbors, even by children. Because history is edited, most people today don't realize that to get to the point where Nazi soldiers could easily round up the thousands of Jews, the government first made their own neighbors hate them simply for being Jews. How is that any different from hating someone for their political views? Exactly. She pulled the fucking Nazi card. She pulled the Holocaust card and I went, I'm out. I can't do this anymore. Here's what she did. Okay. For, for anyone who says, well, this was just freedom of speech. This was her opinion. This was no, no, it wasn't folks. This was emotional manipulation 101. Okay. Think about this for a second. All she, right? she, she tweeted Jeff, Jeff Epstein didn't kill himself. And the caption for the mask picture was, meanwhile in California. 
Oh my God. Yes. See, okay. And then of course, obviously the onslaught of hashtag fire Gina Carano. So like, well, here's okay. Here, but here's what she did. Here's again, all does, of does those. Does she know she doesn't get unemployment? If all they, of those. She pisses off the whole nation. <laughs> all, but I think if she's fired, she still gets the remainder of her contract, but I'm not sure that I'm not sure about anyway, but here's what she did. Here's exactly what she did. If she acknowledges, Hey, I'm a highly paid actress who's getting shit for my social media tweets. Not a lot of sympathy there. There's absolutely no sympathy there. If she says, you know, if she acknowledges, yeah, I'm, I basically keep company. I'm in the same category as a Kevin Sorbo or a Scott Bayo or a fucking James Woods. Bitch, you ain't Mark Hamill. Right. You, Mark Hamill and, and Harrison Ford and help me out. Well, you can't say Carrie Fisher because she hasn't tweeted in a while. Oh, that is a bad See, joke. that's a perfect example of an insensitive joke, but oh a joke nonetheless. Well, only insensitive for people who are like madly in love with her and are still grieving over her. Princess Leia was my first crush. Shut the fuck up, folks. That was, but still, that was a couple, wasn't that two years ago already? That was, that when no, we, three. That was three years ago. That was right before uh, Rogue One. No. That was four years ago because I was living in Virginia. So now I can track the timeline. Yeah. That she was, passed away in, while I was living in Virginia, which that was, was 2017. That was right after. After Rogue One got released. So yeah, like four years ago. But anyway, she... Um, I was going to say, those three people are the only ones... That, well, obviously not... Yeah, you're right. So Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill are the only ones that can be like, I'm hot shit and, and my even, shit don't stink. And I, I don't do even think I Harrison want. Ford's on Twitter. He's like, fuck you millennials. Like, I, I'm not sure... I'll find it. Right. <laughs> but again, we're going back to the emotional manipulation. Yes. Here's what Gina Carano did. Again, if she acknowledged, I'm a highly paid actress who's getting shit for my social media, not a lot of, not a lot of sympathy there. But if she compares her struggles to the six million people that got arbitrarily rounded up and killed, hey, I'm just like them. Well, now, now she comes across as a more sympathetic character. When did she get fired? Just, just this last month, right? Gina Carano got fired last week. Okay, never mind. That was only last week? Yeah, it just happened last week. Why does it feel like it's been a month already? Because we haven't done a show in two weeks. Oh. Yeah. And so, uh, but anyways, that no, but that's what she did. She tried to make herself more sympathetic and therefore there are going to be people who blindly follow her because look she's getting treated like the jews did in 1940s germany no no she's not she she's not but she's getting you guys to blindly defend her because hey you can't make the puppets dance if you don't pull the right strings and that's exactly what she did. She fucking pulled the strings. She played the fucking Holocaust card. And now everyone's fucking defending her. And I'm like, no, no. Uh, I did sales for 10 years. I've been a pro wrestler for 16 years. And I worked with strippers for five. I have an, a fantastic bullshit detector. And I, this is what you did. You tried to make yourself sound more fucking sympathetic by comparing yourself to the Jews in Nazi Germany. Fuck you. So this is this is my retraction from show thirty two and thirty six. Uh, Ray Fisher, I'm sorry. Gina Carano, go fuck yourself. That's that's pretty much what that comes down to. Oh, wow. That okay? Just we get that cleansing breath out and just yeah. All right. Just... Moving on. Wandavision. Wandavision. We haven't done Wandavision in two weeks, and we have missed some shit. That has been, oh my God. So let's go back to last week. So what they did. No, not last week. The week before. 
Last week, meaning not this past Friday, the Friday before. Right. Episode five, six, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. All right. So the kids, right? The kids are born. They're newborns. And now we've moved into the 80s, like, Family Ties era of, of TV shows. This is right after they brought back um, Darcy. Right, right after they brought back Cat uh, Dennings. Yeah. I like that she's got a, a big role in this show. It really makes me... You know she had no idea what they were hiring her for? She did. I read an interview. Oh, I mean, if they call me and say, come work, I don't care. I'll be an I actor. Read an I don't inter- care. I read an interview on Saturday that said she just got a call and it said, and they just said, hey, we want you to be Darcy Lewis again. She goes, okay. That was it. <laughs> that was it. That was, she had no idea like where she was going to be Darcy Lewis. She had no idea in what form, fashion, what. And they went, oh, um, I guess we should tell you, you're doing WandaVision. She goes, okay. When do you need me? Okay. Fucking love me some Cat Dennings. Didn't even know what they're hiring her for. She just said, "Oh yeah, I'll do this character." Okay. Which I kind of feel that Darcy Lewis. I kind of feel that's Cat Dennings. I don't. I don't feel she's acting. I feel like that's kind of just her on a regular yeah. basis. But anyway, so we find out that well, the kids are born. Next thing you know, the kids jump to like five years old. Yeah, because she says you can't. You have to be a little bit older before I let you have a puppy. Well, that was that was before they turned ten, because the kids. So the kids. Oh well, then yeah, the, the, the ten are, thing. Like, the ten thing was that the something happened to the to the dog, right? No, she stopped him. Hold on. What happened was the kids were infants. <sighs> See, I told you, it's not fresh. <laughs> we should have went. We should went back and watch these episodes, but yeah, no, we haven't done a show in two weeks. So what happened was the, the babies were infants, and of course you had Agnes come over, and Agnes was in her fucking Jane Fonda, you know, jazzercise outfit. Big poofy curly hair. She had the big '80s sunset strip hair and everything, and she's rocking the kids. And there, Agnes, the, the, there's one weird moment where she says something. They grow nobody up reacts. Nobody reacts, and then Agnes just looks at Wanda and says, "So you want me to do that again? You want me to do that one again?" That was and this Wanda last and Vision are looking at her and going, "What are you talking about? What 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 do you mean?" And then she just like just starts with the cackle. She's uh, she's got that cackle laugh which irritates the fuck out of me. And yeah. I'm really hoping that's like an actor like a like a ca- actor like an acting choice. Like that's not that's, ca- I'm hoping that's not Catherine Hahn's real laugh because that would just bug the shit out of me. That her that is how she is in in every supporting role that she's in. Is she? Yeah. Oh, I really hope that's an acting choice. I mean, this for this particular project that she's working, you could tell that there's something underlying, like some kind of sinister. I wouldn't say sinister because they haven't showed us anything sinister. There's something up with her. We but definitely there is know something, there's something up. She's a lot more aware of what's going on. And, okay, I know that I'm jumping around here, but when do, when he touched, when Vision touched dude's temple. Right, the co-worker. And like he snapped into his real self and was like, oh my God, I got to call my sister. And like, what's going on? Please make her stop. And Vision's like, who? What? I like how he, no one ever says Wanda. They just say her. Right. First and foremost. Very subtle. But um, when Vision went outside, when the babies were going to be born, Vision went outside and was talking to the the Agnes neighbor and the other guy. I, can't, I can never remember his name. The other guy that's that is his neighbor. Yes. And then Agnes. They, they were both standing there at the fence. The guy 
look, it looked like he was having trouble controlling the mach- the, the tool hedge clipper. Yeah. because it went into the the block wood. I mean block wood. The, the cinder, the block, cinder wall. block wall. And it was like he was glitching. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she was there standing with him, but they weren't exactly having a conversation. There was no. It never revealed any kind of like interaction between them until Viz came out. And when he comes out, did you just call him Viz? Maybe that was that was cool. Actually, you just gotta slow that in. Just yeah, you know, I was hanging out with Viz this weekend. <laughs> I like the show, and I like how she, you know. Anyways, don't do that. It makes Sorry. me forget what I'm talking about. No, I just I like it was interesting to me because he walks out to talk to them, and the black guy just completely just quiet he's not really saying much but agnes is the one that is saying is is questioning things and she's a little bit more lucid so she didn't need the whole temple touch right but later we get one she later. needs one later right. well see, so what she that was the part where she was like so is wanda in the house with geraldine and vision just well yeah and there were hints that something was up there like it was going where does she live? She, no, she's, she doesn't have a home. She's alone. She doesn't have a family, you know. Where does she, where, you know, she doesn't do, she has, basically it was just the questions were leading to she's an imposter, she doesn't belong here. Right, and where then when the other neighbor, from? when the other neighbor starts to say something, she, Agnes she looks at him and kind of like shakes her head no. But like, it no, wasn't. Like, it, was, it, it, was, it, was, it was a real subtle like shake her head, like shut the fuck up. Yeah, but it wasn't like we, we will get in trouble. It was more like her saying, it, you know, when you get, you know, in those those crime solving shows or whatever, when there's two of them and one of them says, shut up, don't say a damn word, don't blah, 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 blah. And that's always the leader of right. the, you know, shenanigans. Well, I'm, a th- I'm, I'm starting to really feel like she is Agatha because of the whole, just the, just the little tiny things that she says and the way that they word the lines for all of the stuff that's surrounding it. Because every time they talk about who's in control on the inside of the bubble, they just say she and her. No one ever says Wanda except for Agnes. Right. But on the outside of the bubble, everyone thinks it's Wanda, but then they're still well, kind of like, wait, when, what? When Monica Rambo gets fired out of, out of the hex and she lands, she literally looks right in the camera and she says, it's Wanda. It's all Wanda. And I think that is meant to just fuck with us. Well, no, because from her perspective, yeah, from her perspective, it seems that way because she's not under Wanda's control. Her uniform gets organically changed. It's still her uniform, but now all of a sudden it's like this 70s, a little cute little jumper with whatever and her little fro. But it's like she comes in and she, she, she's kind of like in a daze, but as soon as Wanda mentions her brother, that snaps her into reality right. and she goes, oh yeah, your brother. Um, he, he died from Thanos or, or so, yeah, whatever no, she said. Ultron. Yeah, Ultron. He's killed by Ultron. Wrong one. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, oh yeah, he was killed by Ultron and that's when, so from her perspective, I can see why she would say it's all Wanda and that's what makes everybody, ouch, that's what makes everybody, <laughs> I'm trying to choke myself with the, the my, headphone The cord. headphone wires. That's great. Well, see, and here's what's great is it's, it's, if you apply any kind of logic to this, you go, wait, what the fuck is going on? Because if Wanda's doing all of this, if Wanda, if, if the Hex exists, if Westville, Westview exists because of Wanda, and S.W.O.R.D. came in and they identified, wait, 
that neighbor right there, that's this person. That neighbor right there, that's this person. Yeah. If Wanda did all that, let's say Wanda enslaved all these people, and then Monica shows up, wouldn't Wanda have said, wouldn't Wanda have said, fuck are you? Why are you here? Right. And the only person that was asking that question was Agnes. Agnes. Right. And so anyway, so we're going to go back to, we skipped back three episodes. So, but here's Agnes and she's rocking the kids and she starts saying some creepy shit, like some really cryptic shit because all of a sudden the kids are five. And then all of a sudden Agnes is sitting like on the breakfast bar and she's got a bottle of something in her hand and she's like, Hey kids, can't control them no matter how hard you try. And the camera just kind of lingers on her for like an extra second. And you're like, that's weird. And we have, okay, so now we have Vision, who's at work. He does the little temple thing to the coworker, and the coworker starts freaking out. And Vision comes home, and he starts saying, like, hey, what?" he starts accusing Wanda. Like, hey, you're doing this. You're controlling this. What's going on? And, and she's just like, leave it be. Don't worry about it. And she tells him, um, he's like, well, you think you can control me like you control or you can't control me like you control everybody else. And she says, well, like, yes, I can or something. Something. She, no, she says it really bitchy. Like she's like, oh, can't I? And that's right there. That, Isn't that when he flies up? Like that's mm. well, that's that moment that at that moment in almost every relationship I've had that that's where the fight starts. Like, hey, you can't do this. Oh, you don't think I can? Yeah, I can. What? Hold on. Wait, that's, yeah. The, the fuck you just say to me? Yeah, that's, that's you know, the MMA bell just rang and we just started round one. That's basically, that's what that sound is. And all of a sudden in WandaVision, the end credits start rolling. And so basically this is Wanda going, nope, ending the fight. And she ends the episode. And Vision just goes, no, fuck that. And then the fight rages into the living room and that's where they fly up and they're floating in the living room. And he's telling her, he's like, I don't remember who I was before Westview. And it's, you start flashing back. At least I did to the first episode when they're having dinner with the boss and the boss's wife. And they're asking, well, Hey, where'd you move from? And vision's like, Oh, we moved from. And then he kind of trails off because he doesn't remember where they were before that. And, you know, he starts, you start realizing that, oh, what we watched, the first episode we watched, that was probably the first episode that she put together. So we're kind of watching this in real time. So Vision's telling, you know, now we're back on this episode and when he's telling Wanda, I don't remember who I was before this. And she starts telling him, you're, you're a husband and a father. Isn't that enough? And they're going back and forth and the doorbell rings. And Wanda says, talk about changing the subject. <laughs> and Wanda says, I didn't do that. Which the implication is she's done everything else. Yeah. Don't be mad at me. This time it wasn't me. It's like when you ask somebody a question, they're like, no, no, no. Do you want me to be honest with you? Wait, are you, have you been bullshitting me the rest of the time? That's maybe when she said, I didn't do that. I went, did you just admit to doing everything else? Cause she's, she's doing the whole I, this isn't my fault. You act like I'm controlling all of this. But there are parts that she is. I know that she's not controlling the twins aging, but then I wonder if everything and everybody is under the control of Wanda. And we already know the scientific thing that the science of it, that 
she's changing organic material to so she's basically recycling other things and making it into right. something inside the bubble so where did the twins come from well that's that's the part that's kind of fucking with everybody right now okay so the doorbell rings she answers it it's pietro it's her brother but it's my favorite one but but it's not kick-ass pietro it's fucking uh actually they were, they were both in kick-ass but um they yeah, were? Yeah, they were both in Kick-Ass. I oh, you know what? I think I remember reading that totally article. Totally forgot about it. But yeah. yeah, it wasn't Age of Ultron, Pietro. It was... X-Men. X-Men Days of Future Past, Pietro. Yes. I probably should know the actors' names. But... um. I don't think that he that they called him by his name in X-Men First Class. I think they just called him Quicksilver. Yeah, they just called him Quicksilver. But... So... But then, of course, my brain goes on to a side quest and starts thinking, wait a minute, um, so Quicksilver's dad is... <laughs> <laughs> well, I hold on. Here's where it gets funny for me because I'm going, I just went, of course it's Quicksilver. Of course it's fucking Quicksilver. It didn't dawn on me that it wasn't Age of Ultron Quicksilver. So so wait a minute. Now now I'm, now I'm my the, the wheels are turning in my head because I know from the X-Men movie that... He his his quote unquote dad was Magneto, right? But and Magneto's what like German or something, right? Jewish. Yeah, right. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, because his powers his powers manifested at uh, Auschwitz. Yeah. So, but then when we which I don't remember which movie it is because they're all running together because I've seen all of them. I love X Men. It's one of my favorites. But when Magneto was off and had his own little family. They came and killed when they found out that he was a mutant. They came and killed his wife, well, his kid, and accidentally his wife right. at the same time. And so, if that happened, Magneto is uh, Quicksilver's illegitimate father. It was a fling he had. Yeah, but does that mean that Quicksilver? So here's where this gets. Here's where this. There's sh- no Scarlet Witch in the X Men movie. There was. There was. There was. He's sitting there with a little baby girl. Um, in the, was it Days of Future? I think it was Days of Future Past where, or, or shit, was it Apocalypse? I can't remember because those are running together to me either. But Apocalypse. There's a, in there's Apocalypse, a shot he's in the him. basement. Right. There's a shot of him sitting there with like a little baby in front of him who's maybe two or three. So he had a little sister in that one. So but in the X-Men universe, it's a X-Men little sister. Un- right. And then in, in the Avengers, it's twins right and but so but what 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 got me was my brain just went it's fucking quicksilver of course it is it didn't it didn't i didn't catch it until darcy lewis goes (laughs) they recast pietro she recast pietro and i went (laughs) what do you mean she recast oh shit (laughs) that's not age of ultron pietro that's why she for for a second you could see it in her face because she kind of like goes Wow, I know who you are, but I don't know who you are. And here's where here's where I started fan theorying. Here's where I started just going, okay, so earlier in that episode, the kid's dog dies. All right, so the kids went from infants to five to ten. Because Wanda said, well, you can have a dog when you're ten. So she they instantly made themselves ten years old. And they find a stray. The stray runs off. Stray eats some uh, oleander bushes, 
oleander toxic to dogs, dog dies. I thought that that was like kind of orchestrated, though. It might have been. It, you couldn't tell because fucking Agnes was there, too. So I'm going, did Agnes kill the dog? What the fuck happened? But they're all sad, and they were going to age themselves up to get past the, the grief. Because they asked, they asked, Mom, can't you bring him back? And she says, you can't bring, you can't, you can't change death no matter how sad you are. And then, so they went to age up to get past, and she went, no, no, do not age yourselves up. This is natural. You have to go through it. Then at the end of the episode, fucking Pietro shows up and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. This fucker's dead. Wait, hold on. And when as soon as Darcy says, wait, she she recast Pietro, I realized, oh, shit, that's not Age of Ultron Pietro. That's X-Men Days of Future Past Pietro. And they did tell us it is out there, common knowledge, that they're supposed to be, WandaVision is supposed to basically be the segue into introducing the multiverse that will be. Multiverse of Madness, the, the, next, the uh, next Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. So here's my theory was that. She's admitted you can't bring people back from the dead. Forget that. Forget visions back from the dead because that fucks this whole theory up. But you can't bring people back from the because he's not a person. He's a he's a synthesoid. Vision is not a human being, so maybe that's the limits of Wanda's power. She cannot bring human beings back to life. Well, what I need to know, we need to move into the last episode because. Okay. They had this this cute little harvest festival in the in, right. you know town center. Before but well, what I was gonna say is, what made me question that that whole theory is. So wait a minute, is Pietro dead? Because she has is having a conversation with him, and I don't know if it's because of the fact that she questioned him. I mean, he questioned her. Like, so why are you doing all this? Like, calls her out. Well, and so, I, again, so again, we'll go. We kind of zip past my fan theory was that. She reached it. She can't bring Pietro back from the dead. So she reached into an alternate universe and plucked another Pietro out. Either she did or somebody who else is controlling this plucked another Pietro out. And that's where we got Days of Future Past Pietro. There's definitely got to be somebody else with more juice than right. her. Right. So now we move in out. now we move into last week's episode where Pietro's back. And he's the lovable, fucking goofy, bad influence uncle. He's, he's Uncle Jesse, but Uncle Pietro. I was like, he's me, basically. <laughs> we know I we we know I have a niece, and I'm not always the best role model. But anyway, but yeah, he's just the you know sleeping on his sister's couch and showing the kids how to do pranks, and and there's this big Halloween festival, and this is the part where you were getting into. Pietro calls her on all of her shit. He tells her, like, so how'd you do this? And she's going, like, I She did. acts stupid, though. Right. Like, she, goes, she doesn't know I what didn't he's talking do about. This. And he's like, come on, sis. This is me. This is me you're talking to. Like, he calls her on her bullshit. Like, of course you did this. And then she starts thinking back and she starts realizing that, hey, maybe I did do this. Maybe, you know, you're, you're kind of getting a little glimpse into... Maybe it's selective amnesia. Maybe it's repressed memory. Maybe, you know, she did do all this. Yeah, but she starts thinking like that and then turns and sees her undead brother for a split second, the which startles her. And when I saw that, did, did you already say your fan theory? 
Yes, was that she plucked another Pietro out of a different universe. Well, she my, went in the Fox fin- universe and plucked out... Fox. Yeah, because think about that. If, if that's what happened, then we've established that all of the Marvel movies, they all exist in parallel universes. So you have well, I a thought universe... they already did that with Spider-Man, Spider-Verse. With, that, that was kind of the opening, and I think maybe because fans received well, that, that, that one so well. That came out before Doctor Strange, right? Or did it come out? No, it came out after. after. Well, Doctor Strange opened up different dimensions and stuff like that, and they did it too with, um, with uh, Infinity War. A little bit, yes. So. Well, here's kind of what pissed me off. Because in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, is it Far From Home? The one that happens after um, Endgame. I think it's Far From Home. Homecoming? Homecoming was the first Spider-Man movie. Second one was... I thought Far From Home was first. Might have been. And then it was Homecoming. Either way, the second Spider-Man movie with with Tom Holland. um, They were talking about parallel dimensions. They were talking about a multiverse. And going into that movie, I went... This is how you bring in the X-Men and this is how you bring in the Fantastic Four because they all existed in different universes. Does and that, that I w- mean we're going to get an X-Men reboot? Oh yeah, we're definitely getting an X-Men reboot. And but I just hope that they stay true to the freaking comic book. Oh, I with Kevin Feige is the the director, so I'm sure they will. But when uh, the Spider-Man movie comes in and you find out that the multiverse thing was it's all bullshit. Fucking uh, Mysterio was making it all up, and I'm going, son of a bitch. <laughs> like, I was pissed because I'm going, this is how you brought in the X-Men. This is how you brought in the Fantastic Four. This is how you brought in Silver Surfer and Ghost Rider and all those fucking people. And then you, you just piss it away. And then I heard that, yeah, we're doing Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness. I went, thank you. Fucking thank you. That, And so I think that's what Wanda's doing here is... She went into a parallel universe. She went into the Fox universe. She plucked out that Pietro. Or somebody did. Might not have been Wanda, but somebody plucked it out. And now you have a Quicksilver back. Well, so that part where... That's a gorilla. Silverback is a gorilla. I I don't don't know that. I said Quicksilverback. That sounds like a fast gorilla. Sorry. Um, Anyway. Talk about squirrel. Just a bit. Uh, Uh, My fan theory is... It's very loose because I don't, there's, I need to, I need more data. <laughs> Star Trek. <reference. laughs> it's data. It's not my name. Anyway. <laughs> no, uh, my fan theory or, or loose theory, whatever. Uh, I feel like it has to do with a lot of these, maybe a lot of these people are already deceased and she's reanimated people because that, the way that she's acting like it's all harmless. She's not bothering anybody. She wants to do her own thing. It just, and then showing, showing the fact that Pietro looked, you know, with the freaking, the white contact lenses, and you know, that, that clouds over his that eyes. That my turn to punch the table. I'm sorry. It just, it, it just makes it seem like they're trying to hint at the undead jump scare of Pietro is foreshadowing. I don't know what it's for. But that's definitely right. well, no, because we also, we also have seen, seen with Vision. the same thing with Vision. So that's that's what makes me wonder if she's reanimating a handful of these corpses. Well, if she is, let okay, because let's say she's let's say all these people are dead, and they've all been reanimated. 
we've already seen when Vision touches, you know, that co-worker's temple and he's freaking out like she's doing all this. Oh, my God, we're trapped. Help us. You know, and then again in this episode, you see Vision's just walking around yeah, he, town. He made it a point to walk towards the border where and the bubble is. And you see that poor lady is. who's hanging up the Halloween decorations. But she's not even, she's, it's basically like she's stuck on a loop where she's going, almost connecting it, and then her arms reset. And then she just keeps going back. And then he takes a harder look, and you see a tear stream down her face. And I'm like, that was absolutely poetic as far as cinematography is concerned because it, it almost made me feel like it was. Sampled, like how you can, how people sample music and they like right. take a, like a little riff from here and put it into their own song. Right. I feel like that was taken from. Oh crap! What's that name of the movie? Get out. Yes. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Because him they're sitting trapped. in that chair, and then she goes, "Now sink," and he just whoosh, and I'm like, "All oh, these poor people are literally trapped in their brains." Yeah. And they're just looping Which on. Which makes this more terrifying. And then somebody, I read this on on uh, Twitter. What if these people are all, not only are they trapped, but they're seeing what's really going on. Wanda and the the TV, you know, the TV signal. Oh, I see what you're saying. That would be even more terrifying without the people, bells and whistles. Right. What if these people, when they look at Vision, they see a corpse with a giant hole in his forehead? What happens if, when, if they're looking at Pietro and they see him all zombified with the fucking bullet wounds and everything? What if that's how they're seeing everything? That's fucking terrifying. What if terrifying. they're seeing each other with their deceased, you know, their their deceased look, like their true Right. And here's here's the only thing that would have made that scene creepier, the the zombie Pietro scene is cuz Wanda's doing it. Wanda looks up, she sees it, and all of a sudden she freaks the fuck out for a second. I was hoping cuz you knew it was coming. You knew that scene was coming. I was hoping it would be the other Quicksilver. I was hoping it'd be the other Pietro age of Ultron Pietro. Yeah. She looks up at him and all of a sudden she sees him with the bullet holes. And yeah, then that would have been a great, that would have been very, but I don't know how much you have to pay that actor for that two seconds. He would have been on screen. So it was probably more economic to do. I mean, it. they have the budget. They just got rid of a character. <laughs> Sorry, not sorry, Gina. And so, but yeah, so that's, and then Vision says, fuck this. He's done. Oh, he catches, he sees Agnes in the in her car. And he, yeah, at right in front of the, where he was about to go to the border. Almost, I feel like almost like she planted herself there because if she was stuck in that loop, like all the other people, what, I, okay, so what they were trying to show is Viz is literally walking away from the center of quote-unquote town right. towards the border of this big bubble that they're stuck in and as he gets closer to it all these people are all in autopilot and some of them are literally just frozen the more he gets out which basically tells us that um obviously wanda or whoever is behind the whole thing they're only focusing it the animation of these bodies around wanda and the kids so he gets out there my question is she t talks to him very slowly like she's her but then like she's you know the zombie like just like everybody else would be and then he touches her and yeah. then she starts talking about advent the avengers and 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 your vision and blah 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 and she knows all the stuff and then she starts panicking like what are we gonna do what are we gonna do and then he zaps her she goes well, he back asked to her he asked she asks him she goes am i dead which is why i said and that he was says, and he says why would you ask me that 
Well, because you are. Exactly. That's why I thought. So she at least has knowledge of the Avengers and she has, she knows who they are. She knows this is Vision. He fucking died five years ago, you know, right during the snap. And I wonder if any of those people were. Blipped. Blipped. Possibly. I was trying to remember the term yeah. that they used in the movie. The snapshot. And so oh Vision, I love that one. I thought that was great. I heard snapshot. I went that. Why did I think of that? Because um, I'm not a very good Catholic. And Vision starts walking toward the bubble. He starts walking toward the hex and he pushes his way through. And, oh, we find out that the fucking general on the outside, the sword base camp that's outside, they're tracking Vision. They're, they I can actually track his, his whereabouts. Yeah, his little red bleep, uh, blinking dot on their little map so that they can... They don't care about Wanda. They yeah. just want to know because he's an asset. They want the body back. And so he pushes his way out of the hex and next thing you have, you've got Humvees and you've got soldiers and they're all got guns trained on this. And he walks out and you can see he's being pulled back in. Vision's being pulled back into the but part where... bless his non-existent heart, he's still trying to fight for the greater good and he's telling them, people need help, can you help them? And then he's like, it's almost like, like the... Pieces. Hex is pulling... He's disintegrating in the real world. Right, so, and so the, he's been, and, and all those pieces are being pulled back into the hex. And of course, that triggers the the daddy sense, not the spidey sense, but the daddy sense and one of the twins. In in um, we'll call them Wiccan because I don't know they're twins, so I can't tell which one's Tommy, which one's William. But in the comics, they play um, Speed and Wiccan because one of them has Quicksilver's powers, the other has Mo- uh, uh, Monica Wanda's powers, and so Wiccan obviously is the one that has Wanda's powers. He starts hearing his dad's voice and he runs he finds wanda and says mom dad needs help and the and wanda starts panicking and she's like where is he where is he and and he can't wiccan can't can't locate him and i definitely this part definitely made me lean in it was a great lean in moment um where she literally freezes everybody in that town center where they're doing their little you know harvest festival halloween celebration Everyone slows down to an absolute pause so she can focus her energy on the hex and she, oh my gosh. She expands it. It was like, it was like that episode where they released the darkness in Supernatural, just, and all of a sudden it's this tidal wave coming at you and people, all these people are trying to drive and they're trying to get away from it. Oh my God. And of course, what, 97% of the sword team and their tents and right. their cars they right. all get absorbed into this but to stay true to what wanda's trying to go of course it snaps Everybody them into gets, something else like right it, it the, the the circus is in town <laughs> i love it because they turned into clowns there was the circus tent and the cars turned into there was one of the humvees turned into an ice cream truck right. it was just ah uh, wow i was like wow they're they're going all out to set the reason it gets me excited, coming from a cinematographer standpoint, they're setting up so many little tiny things to be revealed in future episodes. Right. So it gets me excited because I'm like, this is not going to be one season. We're having, oh, no, no, we're getting we're at least like three oh, seasons easily, out of this. Easily. easily. Well, because, and see, I don't know, because this movie leads right into Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, are, are the effects of... Are we going to see the effects of this in that movie? And then are we going to see the effects of the movie in WandaVision season two? 
I think that they have enough well, they, time, quote unquote time, to milk it for at least three seasons without even bringing up um, the next movie that comes into play. Well, because here's here's why I ask because Agents of Shield was really great because you had Agents of Shield, you saw what was going on. I, know, I didn't know. I've never seen the show. Really good. It was really good. Sadly, Joss Whedon show, but um, <laughs> really, really good. That's called a callback. And um, so, did you that? Know how, do you know how um, Agent Coulson dies in in the first Avengers movie? Agents of Shield starts with him dead. Coulson's dead, and then all of a sudden he just somebody was talking about. Well, we know we know Coulson's dead, and then all of a sudden Coulson just walks out of the shadow in the corner of the room and goes. Well, that's not nice or something like that. And then you're like, whoa, whoa, how's this fucker back from the dead? And you don't find out until they what was the code. He name? was he was left for dead. It wasn't that he. No, no, they, he was dead. He, he they killed him. Did they explode him? I thought he just got shot and they left no, him no, there. He was stabbed. He was stabbed, yeah, but he it... died. And then in the show, a first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they kept talking about, yeah, Coulson just got back from Tahiti, just got back from Tahiti. Just and they kept saying Tahiti. And you're like. What the fuck is with Tahiti? What's going on? You found out it was an acronym for something. I can't remember what the acronym was. But it was, they brought him back from the dead. They repaired the body. They, they, re, they, um. Reanimated his brain. Right. And so, and you're just going like, what the. Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Hold the fucking phone. (laughs) I am pissed now. You're telling me that freaking. Tony Stark didn't have to die and leave his poor little baby girl all by herself with her mama. Like what? I'm sorry for screaming oh, in your guys' ears. I'm so yeah, sorry. Yeah, she did. You just blew everyone's drums out. Oh, it gets better. It gets better. Um, Oops. The I can't think of what it was called now, but fuck it, I'm gonna call it the Tahiti Protocol. It was the Tahiti Protocol that at the end of season one or season two, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, fucking Samuel Jackson shows up. Nick Fury shows up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And and I realize I'm getting off on a tangent here, but Coulson asks Fury, why did you bring me back from the dead? Tahiti Protocol was a last resort. It was meant if we ever lost an Avenger. And Fury looked at him and said, we did lose an Avenger. And you're just like... <laughs> Like, you start cheering up because you're Aww, like, Coulson's an Avenger. But no, the reason I brought that up is because every time a movie came out, it affected the show. So in Winter Soldier, when you find out that, oh shit, wait, hold on, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been operated by Hydra this whole time? That affected the show. So whatever whatever direction the movies went in, the show followed suit so if you were watching the movies and the show, you were rewarded. If you were watching one of them separately, or watching them separately, okay, you didn't really affect it that much. So now I'm wondering, is WandaVision going to follow the same thing? And WandaVision leads into Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange affects WandaVision Season 2. I'm wondering if that's where we're going with this. And you are researching. What are we researching? I'm, I'm reading this. The... The plot synopsis of the episode called Tahiti. Okay. All right. I'm cheating. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to watch the damn show. I didn't want to watch it because I thought it was one of those like 
spinoffs. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like when we were growing up and we watched a really good movie and then they did a spinoff TV show. Right. And it was, it was always good. garbage. Like the Ghostbusters cartoon or the Batman. Well, I can't say anything about the Batman cartoons because I like them. Well, you're talking about Green Hornet. Green Hornet's the, the Green Hornet TV show spun off of the Adam West Batman show. Like, Green Hornet just shows up one day, and we're like, who the fuck is this guy? And then next thing you know, fucking Green Hornet has a show, and Bruce Lee is his fucking chauffeur. So that that's what you're talking about. Y- yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So that is WandaVision, the last two episodes. Um, I think we've covered everything, right? Oh, yeah. We've, we've covered I'm Sorry, Ray Fisher. We've covered Fuck You, Gina Carano. And we've covered the last two episodes of WandaVision. And I would like this to prove, I would like to prove that I will say, I'm sorry, Ray Fisher, to prove that if I'm wrong, I will admit I'm wrong. So if Pattinson comes out and fucking kills it as Batman, I will do a show and I will title the show Unfuck Robert Pattinson because the the last show I did was Fuck Robert Pattinson. So Unfuck Robert Pattinson if he does a good Batman. If not, that whiny little millennial fucking go fuck himself. So... I'm open-minded. You can see. <laughs> Just how serious he is about freaking That's Batman. Pattinson. You can't have fucking... That's- no, I, I really... You know what? I know that they technically have a Batman for every generation, which I guess is cool, but I thought that I liked Christian Bale as Batman, but like... My Batman was definitely Michael Keaton because that's the one I was I grew up on. Right. I saw that Batman. Who was in... Oh, no. That was George Clooney. You had well, we it was it was we don't talk about it was Clooney. Keaton in Batman Batman Returns, yeah, and then he was supposed to come back for Batman Forever, but he looked the script and said this is fucking ridiculous because it was and well because uh, Burton didn't want to do it, Burton did not want to do a third movie, or he didn't want to do that movie for whatever reason, so he says you know fuck you guys I'm going home, and then they went and got Joel Schumacher, and Schumacher came in and said put nipples on the bat suit, and that's what he did. That's gross. <laughs> okay, what he actually said was, in designing the Batsuit, he said, you know the Roman centurion armor? How the Roman centurion armor had pecs and, and abs? And that's what I want. And costume designers went, okay, and they sculpted out a male body jacked up. Yeah, they sculpted it. No, they made a mold of somebody's body. They probably body. made a mold poor, of somebody. Somebody's yeah. poor freaking... Some poor schmuck's nipples are forever immortalized. immortalized. <laughs> well, and then um, Schumacher came in and saw it and went, why does, why does the Batman suit have nipples on it? And they're going, well, well, you said, you said Roman centurion armor, which I've never seen nipples on Roman centurion armor. Just off the top of my head, I'm going to say no. And they went, do you want us to redo it? And, yeah. and Schumacher okay, went, so the, no, the real armor historically probably didn't have nipples in them. They were a little bit more boxy and weird, yes. awkward looking because they didn't have they didn't it didn't occur to them back then to do a mold of somebody's chesticles. So ugh, that is a crazy tangent. Let's, yeah, but let's that's, stop yeah. that right there. That's why the Batsuit had nipples. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, folks. <laughs> All right, I am Greg Hernandez, the Digital Warrior. I am here with Amy Janelle, and um, we are going to say goodnight for the evening. If you can, up, oh, go ahead and say goodnight. Night, guys. Okay. <laughs>
Uh, if you want to follow us, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. I do have some more stuff planned for YouTube. So if you look at it and you're like, dude, you haven't posted anything on YouTube in two years. I've got some stuff coming out. It, it is going to be some new stuff. Uh, you can also follow us on NinjaNerdWarriorPodcast.com. I've got some merch. I've got some shirts available at ProWrestlingTees.com slash NinjaNerdWarrior. And if you want to uh, suggest our podcast to, to your friends, and we highly recommend you do. We, we really do. We need, we need listeners. Share and share alike. There we go. Sharing is caring. Um, you, can go, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. Google Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Go give us a five-star rating. It helps other people find the show. And uh, I know I already did this, but we are going to say goodnight. Goodnight, Amy. Goodnight.